Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jared Stone. And of course, we have a guest, returning guest, another three time returning guest. Three times the charm. I'm here. It's, yes. it's a very elite club. Yeah, only only the second participant. Yeah, unless you count like dual episodes, then Tim falls under that. No, we we we. Like how many times you step foot into yeah. our recording studio? Yes, all right, I agree. So, Kara's uh, back. I Yay. am back. I am here. Yes. So, um, for our longtime listeners who have listened to all of our episodes or all the way back from the very beginning, Kara has come back once again to do a deeper dive into tarot. Yes. And uh, pretty much divination cards in general. Yeah. So, if you have not listened to episode three, boy. Oh, that's that's a while ago. That hurt on the inside. <laughs> I was on your third episode, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. We're on 42. Man, I feel freaking special. I was in season one, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, OJ or OC. What is it? What do they call it? OG. 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 Yeah. Okay. Original gangster. Orange Juice, Orange County. Oh, that's when I was drawing it. my own tarot cards, too. Mm -hmm. I yep. remember because one of your friends was like, you should go on their show. I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but I'm coming. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> we were all baby-faced and didn't have fancy equipment. We still don't really have fancy equipment. Yeah, it's fancier than what we used yeah, to have. Yeah, it's fancier now. But so, hello, how have you been? You've released a book and yeah. like had it actually published yeah, since the last time we talked. Every time I come on your podcast, like my life like does like some major drastic change. So like when you guys contact me and like you want to come back, I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now? Like I'm not ready for this. Because <laughs> the wow. first time, the first time I came onto your show, I was in the middle of trying to decide if I was going to resign from teaching or not. And mm -hmm. then afterwards I made, I made the, the leap and I did it, which was really painful. Um, and then uh, when I came on your show the second time, I had just left a publisher and was venturing off into something new. And uh, so since then, uh, I actually joined a creative studio and they saw that I was organized and they were kind of like, hey, you want to be like help us organize things. And right now I'm currently the the operations director for the company. So I'm like just overseeing people going, why are you late? Why are you costing me money? Explain yourself to me. I Rip like through. it. <laughs> and you've gotten more ink since then, too? Yeah, I think I've gotten, like... I, I think the octopus was there. Octopus the, the, was on the first one. Yeah, the octopus we was new on the first one, animals. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I added Rad Tosker on the back and gave him some acorns to chase. And then <laughs> since then, I added on the Norse uh, compass and then uh, Fenrir as well. Because last year was probably one of my roughest years emotionally. Um, and it was kind of like the year where I was just going to like break free of doing the things that people kind of expected of me and just kind of like fuck off. I'm doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty happy with that. It's, it's got some stressful moments, not going to lie, but pretty, pretty good. But I'm still like kind of sitting at this table going, what the fuck is about to happen now? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Every time, every time I come on this podcast, so I'm a little, I'm like, but, but every time it gets better, it does get yeah. better. It yeah. is. It's a growing pain thing. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh, so how are you, Ben Autumn? Um, so how are you, Jared? <laughs> I went to your birthday. It was great. Yes, I had a birthday. Yes. I got old. Um, we went to the Ren Fair, which is a yearly thing, um, which mm. I think I mentioned when we did our episode on the Ren Fair. Yeah. Um, you went to Disney. I went to Disney. I had a freaking blast. Uh, definitely. So, big reason why we why we wanted to go to Disney is because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And they just opened up, you Wait. know, the Star Wars land. So. You are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
you, you should, you of all people should know this. I just walked through your living room. It's very evident. Yes. Yeah, he did go, look at what I got yeah. all over. And I was just um, like, but, but I do have to say, so the, the, the big ride just opened like a month ago, which is Rise of the Resistance. And actually, Sunshine and I work some magic because they have like boarding passes that you have to get. And if you don't get in the park by opening time, then you're pretty much screwed. And I've kind of kept like a, a tradition going. Anytime I go to Disneyland, the very first thing I do when I go to the park is I actually go up to the firehouse because above the firehouse is Walt's apartment where the lantern is that always stays lit. Mm -hmm. Just uh, because when whenever he was in the park, they would he would turn on a light to let all the cast members know that he was there. After he passed, they left the light on. So anytime we go, I always have to go and say hello to Uncle Walt. Mm -hmm. And I just I just sat there. I was like, help us to get on this ride today. You know, just please. <clears throat> so just, just kind of like, you know, asking a deity for a favor. And... Ancestor. And, and ancestor, yes. <laughs> and I'm ancestor. just going to be like, we just talked about ancestors. Yes. <laughs> It's like but, that much worship behind him. I oh yeah, mean, I, yeah. He, he's 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 deified in some in some aspects. I will say that. Mm -hmm. um, but so we're getting ready. Like the time's coming down. You're hearing the announcements. In five minutes, the you know the, you can start making your boarding passes. So we're just sitting there, just waiting and waiting. And eight o'clock hits. I hit the button. I start going through everything. I hit the button that says, "Join a boarding pass." join a boarding group and the app shuts down <gasps> and sunshine is doing trying to do the same thing she's hitting it and, and it says boarding pass unavailable i reopened the app and i looked at it and it said boarding pass number 32 Ooh. so great number because it's first half of the day and i kind of looked at sunshine and said we got we got boarding pass 32. She starts freaking out because she said that we were going to get boarding pass 32. Mm. So I'm like, magic in the park. <laughs> yes. And then of course, you know, just like when you when you greet ancestors after we left uh, cuz I always wait until we leave completely from the park. Um however many days we stay, on the last day I always go up to the window at the end of the night and I just say thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, just for, for everything. Mm -hmm. you know? So, and it was actually a lot more energetic this time, like a lot, lot, lot more moving for me. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, it was a lot more special for me this time. Got you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we finally got Disney Plus, so I have a little of Disney happiness for myself. And I finally got to watch the uh, new animated or live action Lion King. And if you have not seen it, they kind of add a little bit more to the conversation of what the circle of life is and the importance mm -hmm. of the king. And it just kind of rounded it out, made it a little bit more real and um, there's a point in the original movie when Mufasa's telling Simba all about the circle of life, and then they go um, hunting at Zazu. Mm -hmm. So the that conversation is a little bit fuller, and I start tearing up. I'm gonna, about to cry, and then Zazu lands and starts giving his morning report, and I'm literally like, fuck you, Zazu. <laughs> and then I'm like, but that's totally a Zazu thing. And yes. 
Knowing Zazu's Done by John Oliver. This is a thing that really kind of our generation gets to cherish as a two-part, like, fourth-wall break thing. Mm -hmm. Because when Simba goes to jump at Zazu to surprise him, he goes, it's the news! And it's like, yeah, John Oliver, Uh uh-huh. But it's also such a Zazu thing. So it's like everybody who's older than us or doesn't know who John Oliver is is like, that's Zazu, that's true to the character. And then all of our like children get to grow up with the same character, but we also get to enjoy John Oliver going, it's the news! So I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. So Yeah. But, you know. But, yeah. Everything, everything's fun. Yes. So that's that's my Disney piece for the yes for the uh, episode. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into some tarot stuff. Yes. Ooh. So um, if you haven't listened to the original episode, episode three, we gave kind of an overview of what tarot is we're gonna kind of dive in more into the cultural aspects specifically at first like how to find a reputable reader and how to tell that they are reputable and um stuff as a customer of a tarot reader so go ahead okay straight straight into that stuff (laughs) yeah that's that's exciting um jump jump in with both feet right into the cards we're not even not even holding back there um so i've only gone to tarot readers who are recommended to me by friends Mm mm-hmm um, and if somebody recommends a person to me, it's like, I hear that this person is good. What do you mean that you hear that they're good? Like, are they good? Did you actually go and talk to them? Are they accurate? You know, things like that. And it's like, oh no, I just heard that they're good. So of course the next thing I do is I like, I go jump on Yelp or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go see what kind of reviews that they have, but you have to be skeptical about reviews as well, because there's services that you can spend $20 and they'll just flood your whatever with like positive reviews. Oh. Yeah. So the, the, the recommendation by a friend thing is pretty huge for me. Um, also watching a track record. It's kind of interesting how many tarot readers are, are starting to do readings on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy, and his name is uh, Antrodite. Uh, his name's Anthony. Obviously, there's the pun there. And he uses Sailor Moon cards, and he does what he calls, like, celebrity... Um, what is it? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But he basically goes and he does tarot readings for celebrities. And, like, the amount of times that his readings have come true have been, like, absolutely terrifying for me. Like, um, for people who don't really know a lot about stuff that goes on in YouTube, like, last year around this time, there was what we uh, called Dramageddon 2, which basically happens with the people who do makeup. Mm-hmm. And he did a mm. prediction about uh, not only was somebody's tour going to get canceled and then, like, who was behind it and everything else. He did this prediction, like, two months. And then, like, when it happened, like, me and one of my other friends who watches tarot like on youtube we're like did you see that did you see that oh my god now this card is gonna come there it is you know we were just doing stuff like that <laughs> nice was yeah. this when jeffree star got kicked out of youtube no jeffree star still on youtube he ain't going oh. nowhere oh, but, okay. but there has been a lot of drama surrounding him recently no, there's okay. always drama well yeah because he and his he and his bay it ended up splitting up which i would also like to point out that he he predicted that as well and we were all like no we can't we need true love to happen that those two people need to happen he's like sorry guys they're gonna go through a rocky period but they're not really telling me if they're gonna figure it out or not and i was like no so i i kind of I, I kind of enjoy like youtube videos like that where where it's like you can actually look back to it and say holy crap that's this was yeah, accurate i i like it a lot because there's accountability with it mm-hmm. the yeah the accountability is really huge for me because people who aren't who don't know what they're doing and they go out and they do these ratings don't want people to go back to these videos and be like you said this and then this completely different thing happened because that's just egg on face yeah. so um so i guess in relation to your question how to know you you find people who know 
uh, you find if they've got a good track record. And you also have to trust your gut, too, because I've, like, walked over to a couple of, like, street people and thought about it and then, like, got within, like, five feet. And, then, of course, like, bells go off. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just change my mind and walk off, like, mm-hmm. every time, so... But I've also got like a sixth sense for like what I call faker tarot readers. So very low, very low patience and tolerance for that bullshit. What are some of the warning signs that you would say if like you're in the middle of a reading or you're watching somebody get a reading, like you're allowed to watch the um, person give a reading that tells you that maybe no. Okay. So the big warning sign for me is if they don't let you shuffle the cards. That's a huge warning sign for me. Or if you shuffle and then they reshuffle them. And I'm not just saying that um, to be weird. I'm saying that, that because that's a con card trick where basically people who are really good at counting cards will see where you put the cards and then they'll realign them to however they want you to be. Um, a big warning sign for me, though, and this and this is open for debate. I would love to hear opinions on this. Um, tarot readers who have waiting rooms are a really big uh, red flag for me. Just because, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I in the military, we were taught to do behavior analysis, body language prediction, all this other stuff to basically pick up on a lot of stuff that you're telling us without actually talking. And tarot readers who want to fraud you, they do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, I've seen it. Yeah. So if there's a waiting room and you know that there's not a client in there and they're just cleansing the room, you can't hear me, listener, I've got air quotes, and they're <laughs> cleansing the room. Um, yeah, that's a big red flag for me. Penn and Teller did a bullshit episode where they actually pointed out like one of their tarot readers who did this. And it was so shameful. I was just so embarrassed because not only did she do that, but then she had to retake like her title to make it sound longer and more important, like by the third time. And I was just, (laughs) yeah, no, I, I, I actually remember seeing that episode. That's actually one of my favorite episodes because it does call out a lot of the bull, a lot of the bullshitters mm-hmm. but there's also like some even even they said there there's some unexplained stuff that does happen sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah and then um another red flag for me when it comes to people who do tarot and i don't know if anybody practices divination but for me it's a full body experience i can't do more than three readings a day so when i hear that somebody's got back to back to back to back to back i'm like well hold on now when do you take time off like when do you like go and reground yourself because one of the things that happens with tarot is that when you do readings for other people you're not just talking to them you're talking to the folks that are hanging out around them spiritually and then you're picking up on their emotional trauma and like all this other stuff that's why for me like after three readings like i just need to go have like a whiskey and we'll go watch some anime and just like take a breather for like a minute because i can't do this anymore well and and i've, I've kind of done that where it's, it's multiple readings in one night um actually not this um not this last halloween but the halloween before uh we had a halloween party and we actually set up one of the rooms to be a tarot reading room where i would do three card pulls that mm-hmm. that was my limit mm-hmm. but i did probably about 15 by the end of the night it hurts for you oh and and but i but i took like small breaks in between i was like okay i have i have my hookah here i got a shot of whiskey here mm-hmm. but by the end of the night like i was i was flat on the ground yeah, yeah, if you took a shot of whiskey after every time you gave <laughs> well, a reading. Not every time. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I I, I kind of uh, I, I identify with that, you know. It it is it is it can be very draining and to do multiples in in one night. I mean, it's only so many times you can shoot your load. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um then I guess the last warning sign to actually watch for is if they do a reading and they get wrong and then they turn around and say I need you to focus more. If they, anytime they turn around, they put it back on you, then just, then they don't know what they're doing. So those warning signs, again, are not, are reshuffling after you shuffle or not letting you shuffle at all, having a waiting room, 
um, doing too many readings in one day and then um, obviously redirecting things that don't go right back onto you. Those are all mm-hmm. the big warning signs. So, yeah. Mm, very good. So what are the, the good signs? Obviously the opposite of all of those things you just said, but are there anything that would indicate to a newbie, ooh, I need to actually come back to this person or this person knows what they're doing? I can't speak for everybody because everybody's kind of like at a different step in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that's just how it is. I know I'm in the presence of somebody legit because when I sit down and I make eye contact with them, immediately the center of my forehead is tingling. Like, just like, bam, mm-hmm. like right off the bat. And I'm like, okay, I got to listen to what they're about to tell me because this is going to be important shit. Um, and then another indicator is that, um, like listener can't see me but i'm looking all over the room because i have a hard time making eye contact it's just a confrontation thing that i have but one of the things that will happen is that when i'm in the presence of somebody who is really good with the tarot reading is that when i make eye contact with them my body is completely relaxed i don't have a problem i feel chill i feel like we're about to have like some beer together or something like like the atmosphere is good Mm -hmm. so that's always good too it's a very very relaxing moment yeah comfortable yeah Mm -hmm. it's almost like talking to like an actual reiki profession professional um, I've only had the experience once, but they put like their hand on my shoulder. And I was like, I need a nap. Like I'm tired. <laughs> so where would you say that um, people can go to find out um, who's reputable? I know you just said Yelp. Yeah. Um, I know at our Pride in Phoenix here we have the spirit rooms. There's multiple people sitting down offering readings either for just tips or for nothing at all. Um, so that's another option. Yeah, I know. Like I can't. Like, this year, this last Pride, I kept meaning to, like, reach out and be like, hey, can I come hang out with you? But something or another kept happening, and I ended up not being able to do it. But talking to your local community is really going to be the first step. I know a lot of people want to go straight to the Internet and go to the online reviews, but, like, like I told at the beginning, you can buy those reviews for the little price of $20. So, um, And that's the same thing with Etsy, too. Um, so I would reach out to your community first and see what they have to say. And more than likely, somebody in the community will just do it for the low price of, like, a shot of espresso or something like that. <laughs> you know, a lot of tarot readers, professional tarot readers obviously need to make money, but a lot of the tarot readers that I usually associate with, like, we're not in it for the money. Because if you're coming to a tarot reader, you have a problem or you are insecure or you need guidance on something. And um, that's, you just need help. And so a lot of the people are empathetic in that way. It's like, let me help you. Let me do a card reading. Let me give you some guidance, things like that. Well, what would you say? Because I know, I know we spend a lot of time at the Renaissance Festival Mm -hmm. um, and you've, you've been correct. Mm -hmm. So just like, like something like that, where you're walking around and you see somebody with a, with a pop-up booth that's doing readings. Mm -hmm. What, what's kind of your take on that? I have... So for, okay, the first thing is that that's the aesthetic of the fair. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to come out and be like, how dare you? You know, I'm not going to do, you know, you go to the fair to go and experience like all these little tiny things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the people who do do that, like, continuously, like, they still take lunch breaks and they still do all their stuff. But a a little bit, it's a little bit of entertainment as well, if that makes any sense. Like, they're there to kind of like, you know, entertain you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that. Um, so when it comes to the Ren Fair and stuff like that, that's just part of what needs to be there. So I usually don't have like a knee jerk reaction to it. Now, if I walked around like, I don't know, like Phoenix and I saw somebody with a pop up booth over there, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So when um, going towards a professional, um, I know we just talked about 
most of your the people that you associate with will go for the low, low price of a coffee. But the professionals who are needing to make money, what would you say is a fair price or how would their pricing structure make sense? So the individuals that I have spoken to that do charge for this, first off, they don't do it full time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weekend endeavor thing. Like they'll, they'll schedule like up to five readings at most like on the weekend. Um, and the one person that I know is very good won't charge over $60. So sixty is about the price range, but again, like she's scarily accurate. Mm-hmm. Like I, the only reason I went and I talked to her was because she walked over and she's like, "I need to do a reading for you." And of course, like for those of you who don't know Carol Brown, I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "No, I need to do a reading for you." And I was like, "Like I don't know you." And she did the thing that usually like sets me off, but she like put her hand on my shoulder, and then that's when like the thing in my forehead started to go. I was like, "Okay, I have to listen to you now. That's fine." Oh, yeah, because okay. it does kind of work both ways. Because sometimes you just get that sense of something like I, I'm the vessel for a message that needs to get to you. Yeah, no. And I've done that too. Like I've gone to people and I've been kind of like, I'm part of the reason. Cause um, before I came onto the show, when autumn asked if I wanted to come back, I was like, I need to do readings for autumn and Jared when I come over, like, I don't know why, but I need to. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm scared. No, not for bad reasons. It <laughs> no, was just like, no. it was like, I need to do readings and I've done that for friends too. Like, and it's, it's such an interesting reaction that you get when you tell people that you do tarot because you get the first, like, you get a couple of different reactions. One is, like, you know, the light goes off in their eyes and they kind of, like, lost faith in you. That's, like, mm-hmm. the first thing. Aww. It's the same thing when you say that you're pagan, too. They're kind of like, oh, you're one of those. You know, it's that. And then you get the skeptics um, who are kind of like, well, I don't believe in that stuff and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, that's fine. You don't have to believe in it. This is my reality, and I do whatever I want here. Mm-hmm. And then you get the people who are, like, really shy and will, like, send you, like, a private message later. It's like, I just have a question. <laughs> Can you tell me everything? Help me, please. Yeah. Uh, and and one, one thing, too, that I, I've kind of I've noticed a lot, especially because we're one of the places that I, that I used to work, we actually had a fortune teller mm-hmm. who was part entertainment, but she did know her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she would do, you know, cards... She would do scrying. Mm-hmm. She would do uh, palm reading. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all those, depending on what what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are like are are those kind of like the the all encompassing like like what people should do together or. This comes back to like a personal preference and about what one person is able to do. Um, I do not do palm reading because um, there are germs on your hands and it's going to be really <laughs> weird interaction if the first thing I do is like, here's some hand sanitizer. I just need you to rub that all over. You know, it's a bad first impression, y'all. Yeah. Um, and, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is some there is some legitimate stuff with the palm reading. And then, of course, there's like obviously the genetic part of it as well. So that's a personal preference. I, in my personal opinion coming from carol brown is it's not about the lines in your hand it's about when you touch the hands and the feeling that you get because i have there have been times i've just touched people and i've been like holy shit you are going through some shit do you need a fucking hug like (laughs) at one point like i was in a like i was in a bar like last year and i was having a pint and the waitress put her hand on my shoulder and i had like that immediate moment and i stopped everything i was mid-word into conversation right and i just came over i was like bitch you need a hug and she didn't even stop me and then she started to cry you know oh yeah like it's just stuff like that so uh, like palm reading legit kind of legit but from my point of view it's always about like when you touch them Mm -hmm. don't touch them you have to keep it appropriate okay consent 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 so i mean and that's a yeah if you get somebody who does do palm reading they can probably get into a lot more of the semantics and the technical verbiage for all of that but again that's just not something that i've ever really needed to dive into so Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I, I, I just kind of see, like, you know, you, Hollywood has really mystified it and made it this whole this whole big thing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I've always kind of been drawn more to, like, the, the little people. The ones that don't, they don't really put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, I do readings if, you know, if you want. If you're interested, If you're yeah. interested. Well, yeah, and, and the people who are big in Hollywood are doing it because that's just, that's just the draw for it. You know, and especially when you come into times of uncertainty, like this is just a, I can't remember who told me this, but he was very wise. Um, But he told me in times of uncertainty and stress, people will always go and look at um, the religious or the mythical to help them find reassurance. So if when you always notice that there's a rise in these individuals when people are afraid and when people are unsure. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. So let's kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about if um, some of our listeners are thinking about starting tarot. Where, like, how would you um, go about um, helping somebody pick their first deck? So great question. Um, I'm actually writing a book all about a lot of what we're talking about today because (laughs) what happened is I got a deck and it was really hard for me to read. And I was just like, you know what, I just need to make my own reference because I flipped through three different books just to find out the meaning of one card sometimes. Um, and one of the things I do talk about is picking your own deck. And uh, I have too many decks. I have a deck buying problem. Kickstarter is the bane of my existence. <laughs> like, I just backed up a, a thing for, like, coins for tarot. And then it was like, I'm probably never going to use these, but I have to have them, right? And this is my problem. Which I, I saw at, uh, at our Comic-Con last year. Somebody was actually doing a Pokemon tarot deck. Oh, stop, stop, no. I know, right? I mean, that's wonderful, but I can't buy it. <laughs> I know I'm actually on a ban from buying uh, any more decks until I do a review of each deck that I have right now. Okay. So that's 14 more videos, but, you know, we're going to get there. <laughs> but in regards to picking your own first card, it really, to be true, like I had one lady when she wanted to learn tarot and she said, I went and got these, this deck from Barnes & Noble. Is that okay? And I was like, you could have gotten it from Barnes & Noble or Amazon or whatever. It's whatever you want to use. Like there's no wrong answers. You'll probably get a different deck at some point too. So like mm-hmm. don't stress it. Um, I usually say pick a deck that you're comfortable with. Um, before we started sitting down talking, I was talking about the three decks that I brought. And of course, one of the things I said is whoever picked the, whoever picks the deck in the box, I'm going to have to take longer for, because I'm not very good with that deck. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when you first start off, you should obviously work with something that one you're comfortable with. It has maybe some icons that you're okay with. Um, and obviously is of good quality. I'm a, I'm a really big stickler on good quality cards. Um, I could probably talk a long time about that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's nothing wrong with starting with the Rider White deck. There's nothing wrong. That's like, that's one of the first two that came out outside of Thought deck. Uh, Thought deck's very strange, very chaotic deck for me. Um, So I don't usually recommend that right off the bat. Uh, The Rider White deck is pretty good. Um, A lot of people like the Dreamscape deck. It's very beautiful, but the symbology in that can also be really confusing at times. Um, These decks, these other two, Revelations. Revelations, I think, is a really good starter deck. Uh, I'll have to give you the name so that way you can put it in the Mm -hmm. video description. Um, But what I really like about the Revelations deck is that it's got the uh, upright and the inverse meaning visible on the card. So it's a really good mental trigger for Mm -hmm. that because a lot of people have uh, misconceptions that when you have the tarot card and you have it inverse, it just means the opposite meaning. And there's a couple of cards where it's like, no, it does not mean that at all. Um, A really good example is probably going to be the Three of Swords and the Ten of Swords. When those cards are inverse, it means it's worse. 
Like, you're not just depressed, you're suicidal. You haven't just been betrayed. You're, like, homeless now. Like, it's... Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so... It, and that's what I really like about Revelations. And, of course, the colors are really vivid. The car quality is very good. That's, that's obviously the deck I would tell people to start off with first. And it's also the deck that you can have out in public as well. If you at some point want to take clients or you just want to practice with people, making sure that you don't have a sausage pack or a pair of titties pop out on the coffee table, that's a really good thing. <laughs> yep, we just talked about that. <laughs> and uh, you, we were talking about that with, uh, with a bunch of Celtic decks. Yeah, I, I was kind of – I was making a tip in my hat towards the Celtic community because anytime they make their cards, they always have to have like a sausage that goes all the way down to somebody's knee and it's like come on now <laughs> at least make it believable i know like i get it your theme is fertility i understand just stop <laughs> so about that quality how can you tell that a deck is going to be of quality before uh, you purchase it uh before you purchase it uh you yeah. gotta you gotta go ask somebody um <laughs> <laughs> or after you purchased it how do you know it's gonna last you a couple of years uh, you know i'm kind of happy that i brought these three different decks now because they are all of different qualities so revelations um is definitely going to be a deck that's going to last a lot longer just because it has a gloss finish on all sides mm -hmm. so the really nice thing about having a gloss finish is that it's an extra barrier of protection um now the downside and you guys can't see this listener but like along my card like um, Autumn can take a look and she can see it's been scuffed where the cards have been pushed together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's just because there's not an extra barrier right there. Unlike my Cosmos deck that has the golden finish all around it. So these cards are going to last a little bit longer. Now, the inevitable truth of it all is that your cards are going to fray and they are going to scuff. The question is, like, how fast do you want it to happen? Now, I have uh, my Druid deck that was made by Obad. And uh, beautiful artwork, by the way. Absolutely love it. Car quality is trash. Um, <laughs> like, you can feel it. Yes, like, um, so there's a roughness to it. Yeah. Yeah, and then... It's like a matte finish, and then it, you can even tell, like, some of the scuff marks on the back of the card because yeah. of the color. like, and I've only maybe yeah. shuffled this deck, like, maybe three times. Oh, and, Yeah, and it okay. looks like it's yeah. been done more, right? Yeah, it looks a little older than that. Yeah, so this is my special occasion deck, and anytime somebody's like, needs to use this deck, I'm like, you gotta use overhand shuffle. No, that table shit. No, 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 it's gotta be overhand. <laughs> overhand okay. only. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so these decks I can do a riffle shuffle with, which for those of you who are like, what the fuck is a riffle shuffle? It's the typical shuffle that poker players use, you know, mm -hmm. when you're bending the cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, shuffle, the, the overhand shuffle or the Indian shuffle are pretty good for that. Uh, and if you want to read for other people and you just want to make it clear to them, it's like, please don't do that with my cards. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, those are your cards. You paid money for those. Yeah. One one thing I will mention, because I've seen a lot of these cards start to pop up, and I've been like, no, um, is that they've got a lot of cards that are kind of like all black with like some kind of intricate like design, either in white or gold on it. And they look beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But to put them on white cardstock, and what's the first thing that happens? The corners fray. Mm -hmm. Makes them look extra trashy. Just letting y'all know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, for any, any creators out there. Yeah. Right. So how do you maintain your cards after opening them if you wanted to – you already said they're going to fray, but how do you minimize that? Um, so obviously, like, again, listener, you can't see. I have three different containers actually on the table. Um, and if my deck doesn't already come with a container, then I have to find one, which is the bane of my existence. Because um, <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, tarot comes in all shapes and sizes. Like, it's not just the standard tarot. Like, every one of these decks I brought is a different size. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so one bag I actually made by hand, and that's why it looks kind of wonky. Um, one box is actually a box made to hold tarot cards, and I got that on Etsy. And then the other box that holds the very confusing deck with the gold lining on it, uh, I got that from an antique store. So making sure that you put your cards in a good container is the first step for that. Uh, and then I knew one person, she would just put them in a rubber band and put them in her purse. And I was like, <gasps> That hurts my soul. That was in stereo. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it like hurt me to see her do that. She's yeah. like, no, they still work just fine. I was like, you must be a very chaotic person because I can't. I didn't even do that with my Yu-Gi-Oh deck. It was in a nice shiny box. Yeah. And uh, occasionally, like, if you do constantly do the riffle shuffle with your deck, you'll have to iron them flat again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just put, get it. No wet, no, 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 no moisture needed, but do get like a cloth and put over the deck and iron it straight again. So. I did not know you should. You could do that. I'm here for you. Yeah. She told me that after handing me a deck for my birthday. She was like, you might have to iron these when you open them. And I'm like, you can do that. Oh. Well, because like when I got you. Okay. So like one of the nice things is that when I, when you get a deck from somebody, it makes it like more personable. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like this deck came from somebody um, that knows me and thought, you know, thought of me kind of thing. Um, but I have a thing where I don't want to get people a deck that I don't have myself or I haven't tried, <laughs> right? So when I got your deck, I used that as justification to buy another deck. <laughs> <laughs> but the very first thing that happened is like I took, I was like, oh my god, the artwork is beautiful. I love the cards, everything. And then when I ha- was holding them in my hands, I noticed that they were bent, and I was like, no. It's <laughs> the first thing I did. Was like how to fix bent cards. <laughs> got you. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a short break. All right. And then uh, I think uh, we may be having some readings yeah, after we after do. we get back. Yeah, we can do that. All righty. Right. We'll be right back. Yep. Millennial Pagan Podcast is exclusively supported by Patreon. Listeners like you can gain great benefits from your favorite show, such as... At $1 a month, you get a personalized shout out at the end of the next full length episode. At $5 a month, you receive a thank you card in the mail with a Millennial Pig and Podcast button and sticker enclosed. Additionally, $5 a month supporters have access to our monthly 30-minute minisodes. Patreon supporters are also the first to learn about new and exciting updates to Millennial Pig and Podcast. More benefits and exclusive content to come. Witchcrafted AZ is back with their O-Star Market. The O-Star Market will be on Sunday, March 15th from 2 to 6 at the Grow House Urban Agricultural Center. Come out and see Millennial Pagan Podcast, Phoenix Pagan Pride, and Crafty Witches Making Witchy Crafts. All right, and we are back. And uh, I think uh, I think it's time to get some readings done. Okay. Oh, I think I'm going first. Yeah, okay, you, yeah, you yeah. are definitely going first because this right. other deck that Jared picked. Because I brought three decks and I was like, you guys pick between these three decks. And Jared picked like the one where it's like, I need the book. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I picked it up and I was just going through. I was like, I, I just honestly just it hit me. I'm like, I love the chaotic energy in this deck. Yeah. No, so. that you do because it gives me headaches, but that's fine. <laughs> So while I'm shuffling, um, a lot of people say to shuffle with your left hand. Is oh, that what? A... no. Stop okay. that. <laughs> All right. Let's go for that first. So why don't you tell our listeners about the deck that I am now having to shuffle? Uh, that is the Druid 
deck whose name escapes me right now, but it's made by Obod, and uh, they made it with a lot of the Druid themes in place. So you're going to see the Green Man in there, you're going to see a lot of the Celtic mythology, you're going to see uh, homage to certain uh, deities in there too. Uh, I got that deck uh, back in 2015. Uh, while I was at the time studying Druidism with the local Druid out here, um, ended up not sticking with that because I am just not attuned with that kind of energy. Uh, I tried. It was not my cup of tea. <laughs> I went I went a bit more north with that. Um, but that was actually at his recommendation, too, because I think I studied with him for like six months. And he's like, you know, this is just not your calling. It really isn't. And I was like, OK, well, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Mark? Uh, no, his name was Chris. Uh, and you know, Chris was a really good friend of mine and he was, we, we ended up bonding while he was mentoring me over Druidism and unfortunately he got like got staph infection and died in the hospital. Oh. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Um, because when he got sick, uh, I was trying to help out and I would like take his mom to the hospital now and then. And, uh, one day I went to go and visit him and you know, one of the, there was a hospice agent there and she's like, Hey, you know. He gave me the verbal okay to talk to you about this, but, you know, we have to take him to hospice because he's not going to, you know, he's he's in a bad way. And I was like, okay, so that was really rough for me at the time. And so I was hanging out with him for a couple of hours and talking to him. And then, like, immediately, like, I got up and started grabbing my shit and put it in a bag. And I had come with a friend, too. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, we have to go. And he was like, but we, we were supposed to be here for another hour. I was like, no, we have to go. Get your shit. Get in the fucking car. We're leaving right now. And he was like, are you okay? And, like, I literally strong-armed this man out of the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and about 20 minutes after that, he went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I don't know what would have happened to us if we had actually been there at that time. And I am, I didn't find out until, like, I think a week later because his mom, like, was not happy with me or the other person that was trying to help her out. Yeah, so I found out through Facebook because somebody said, like, you're hiding this information from us and you're very selfish. And I was like, hold the phone. What did you just say? Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... But, yeah, my friend is convinced I have the site. So he's like, when people are about to die, you have to let me know. I was like, I don't freaking know. <laughs> That's not nice. Yeah. Anyway, so I I I feel like I'm never gonna be satisfied, so I'm just gonna put them down. Okay, <laughs> that's totally fine. What kind of spread do you want to do? Because we totally did not talk about that. I, you know, I am not very familiar with any spreads other than the three cards spread. I didn't even have like a question in mind when you I was shuffling. I was just, I was just shuffling. That You're might just... be the problem. Uh, no, how, how about now you re-instruct me as a good person who's supposed to be getting a reading, what I'm supposed to be doing well, while shuffling, uh, I guess. After. No, you know, it, you don't always have to have a question. Okay. I mean, obviously, it kind of helps with um, with the direction of the reading, mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. I've had people who's just said, I just want a reading, and I don't have a question. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what we'll see what the cards have to tell you. And I have to warn people. It's like, if you go into this, and you're like, I just want to see what the cards have to say, it's usually going to be a bitch slap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cards come out, and they just kind of give you a slap. It's like, you've not been listening to me, and now we're going to tell you all about you that you didn't know. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I've, I've occasionally been like... I've been that person. I've been like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I have to yell at you now. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll do a Celtic spread because you picked a, you know. Celtic. Celt yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with the center card, which has to do with your current state of being. Now, for the listener, this card is the inverse four of cups. Inverse four of cups usually has to do with longing for things that you don't have without acknowledging 
the thing that you do have. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the card, you see this guy. He's pining over his cups, and he's got this one behind him. It's there, but he's not acknowledging it. So take that a little bit to the nth degree, a little bit, um, with the four of cups. And when I look at this cup and I think about you, I think right now you're just in a place where you don't feel that you're appreciated. That's where you are right now. Um, you're, you want to be more appreciated. You're not getting any acknowledgement. You're not getting any affirmation. And so this leaves you pining and not really depressed, but I can tell like it's an emotional place that you've quietly tucked away. Sorry, not to get too personal. No, the, go ahead and get personal. <laughs> uh, mostly because I'm like, what? No, continue. <laughs> uh, so the obstacle with this has to do with the inverse star. Um, so the inverse star is all about opportunities, new beginnings, and things like that. Um, I, When I think about this, I think about things that could have happened but didn't quite happen. Um, and I hate saying this, but when I'm looking at the card and I'm thinking about you, it has to do with a lack of follow through and a lack of aggressiveness on that a little bit passive there were some opportunities that were probably slotted to come your way and they weren't chased so those are gone so the reason that you feel this way is because of of doors that weren't walked through or in this case i would just encourage you to kick them down yeah this is this is where you are right now new year new you okay (laughs) new doors to kick down yeah (laughs) um so at this point the celtic cross kind of gets a little creative because on the left and the right, we talk about recent past and soon to be future. And we also talk about what's going on in your brain versus what's going on in your heart. So uh, I'm going to do it that way because that's the way I understand it the most. So we'll go ahead and take a look at your recent past first. Uh, and for that, um, you have gone through a lot of changes and a lot of growth. Um, and a lot of it has been kind of chaotic, but it's always left you with a renewed sense of energy. Uh, I pulled the rebirth card, which basically has to mean that new things are coming. So that's, it's been a lot of transition that's been going on, which kind of makes this four of cups make a bit more sense because I think on top of you needing things to affirmate and help you feel better, you also are at a point where you probably need some stability um, or at least some kind of constant routine that you can stick to more regularly. So that's my first thought there. Um, So for recent future... We have the hangman. Yeah, there's that wang I was telling you about. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's upside down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dingling. Hangman is a really fun card for me. I always see this card as a good thing because this card has to do with seeing things from a different perspective. It also has to do with letting go. Um, This card usually shows up for me when I'm very stressed at work and I need to let go of things and let other people handle stuff for them. Um, I'm not really getting the let go of things, but I am getting a see things from a different perspective and try to go with the flow a little bit more, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so on the top of this card, what we're going to do is we're going to go on with the things that are kind of like mentally. It's like a mental opposite. So we got like we have the intelligence and then we have the heart, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the crown or the, the root. The Celtic cross is kind of interesting because everybody likes to rework it. The wheel can only be made so many times, but, you know, sometimes you <laughs> want to put some LED lights and a chrome finish on there. Yeah. Um, so, ooh, Ten of Swords. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Your mind is your worst ally in this. You, there's a lot of negative talk, a lot of, a lot, yeah, your negative talk is out of the roof, honey. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, the Ten of Swords usually has to do with, like, betrayal um or backstabbing or just being in situations that don't make you feel good this isn't a thought that you got this is some a thought that some guy i hate saying it's a guy but some guy put into your head and you've never let go of it it's the root of a lot of um insecurity and that that's been in your heart a lot 
You haven't encountered this person recently, but this person's been showing up in your brain a lot more. Uh, maybe, again, in the middle of the night, you keep thinking about this shit this asshole said to you. It's not true. Um, and you need to not let people like that have power over you um, because that is going to fuck up everything else that goes on with you. Um, the thing with negative self-talk and focusing on the negative experiences that we encounter is that it does actually change our brain chemistry, and it will always lead into a depressive fit. Um, so this is one of the times where you do need to be more assertive with, or at least aware, be aware of when you're doing the negative talk and then learn how to detach yourself from it. So you're getting yelled at today. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> um, this so, is all, so far it's all good yelling at. <laughs> it's, it's just the, it's the mother chiding. Um, eight of cups. I'm going to, so this showed up inverse, but I'm actually going to make it upright because that's what. It told me to do. Um, it's like, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the eight, actually, I think it's because I turned it and didn't realize it. Um, so the eight of cups usually has to do with leaving behind emotional ties and moving on towards another journey, which given the fact that you're in the middle of a rebirth, that's that's good. Um, this rebirth is not going to end, by the way. Like this, My eyes keep going back to it. So you have more transition coming in your way. Um, but this card is kind of leading up into this intelligence card because obviously, like I told you, what happens in your brain does affect everything else, including mm -hmm. what happens in your heart. Um, so while you're in the middle of this growth, you need to think a little bit more analytically and then you need to know where to put your emotional weight at. Um, you know, who is actually worth your feelings, who's worth your love. Nobody's worth your hate because that's too much energy. Nobody's got time for that shit. Right. Um, so... That's good, um, because the fact that this is turning up like it is right now doesn't mean that you, you th it's not telling me that you need to do it right now, like you should have been doing this, it's a, this is the direction that you're heading kind of thing. So that's good, so that's fun. So that's the first part of the Celtic Cross. Now we get to go into the fun shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Would you yeah. like to know what you're afraid of? Sure. Okay, you are afraid. I don't think I get to choose. <laughs> you are afraid of getting trapped into situations without an escape so the eight of swords and this is depicting a woman that is tied up and she is blindfolded not in the fun kinky way mm -hmm. um and she is surrounded by swords now normally when it's upright her feet are still free she can still walk out is she going to cut herself in the process yeah but at least she'll get out right but when it's inverse it means that even her feet aren't free like she doesn't even know which way to go um so your fear is walking into a situation um, or an opportunity and feeling like you're going to get trapped. This might be part of the self-negative talk that we were mentioning earlier and about why you may not have taken opportunities that were probably very good for you because you don't want to get trapped. So fun fact, you don't always get trapped. There's always a way out. It may look like there's no way out, but there is. And not to talk about me for a minute, but when I resigned from teaching, I felt like this. I really did. I felt like there was no way out. And then I realized that if I wanted to get the fuck out, I had to, I had to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of being stuck in situations like that. Um, uh, let's see what follows after this. You have a very interesting journey coming your way. <laughs> and then you pull a card of a people on a boat. Yeah, I pull, yeah, I pull a card on people on a boat. So the card that usually comes after fear is about hopes and dreams and things like that. Um, but in this case, so this for sorry, I keep. I know that you can see the card. I keep forgetting the listener can't see the card. I pulled the Six of Swords. Six of Swords usually depicts a, a group of people on a boat, and they're on some journey going somewhere. Um, now, interesting thought that I usually have with this card is that while it does have to do with going on an interesting journey, the Six of Swords for me has always been something related to the Internet. 
so there is something involving the internet and a journey um, that is possibly coming your way or you already know about it and you just haven't made that choice yet so there's that um, now your obstacle in this is going to be whoever the fuck this asshole is like I don't know if you're still talking to him like can you please stop I pulled the lord in reverse <laughs> um yeah, the self-negative talk, the the fear, the everything, that's what's going to stop you from going after these opportunities that you really should be having right now. Um, and unfortunately, when it's the Lord, um, this is somebody that you actually did or do have a very high amount of respect for. And what's worse is that this is a very strong authority figure as well. Um, and so earning the shun from this person could possibly un earn you the shun from social circles. But I can already go ahead and tell you that it doesn't really freaking matter um, because at the end of the day, your outcome, which I pulled just now, is going to be the King of Pentacles. The King of Pentacles is one of my favorite cards. It's somebody who's very comfortable. They've built a good home for themselves. They look after their people. While this is a material card, and usually people see this as somebody who's in charge of their finances, I see it's somebody who's in charge of their world. So that's your rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, um, that the Ten of Swords kind of makes sense um, in a way. My ex has been popping up in my dreams a lot, and it's not like I'm actively thinking or seeking that person out. Mm -hmm. It's just they they've been actually in my dreams. So when you said somebody who's been meeting you in the night, it was like. Yes, and, um, there was a lot of emotional abuse in there and a lot of controlling problems there. So, and, when, and then when you're saying the Lord, I'm like, he's not an authority figure over me anymore, but I see where you're saying that. And it's like, okay, I can understand that and that there's a lot going on with like rebuilding myself after that. Mm -hmm. So that's a little interesting. It'll be fine. It'll be great. It's just fascinating. Yeah. One thing I usually like to do is I like to pull the bottom card. I call mm -hmm. it the hidden card. And I usually like to see what else it has to say. Um, and the world in reverse is its interesting because it's almost like the wheel for me for what comes around goes around. But for you, when I look at the wheel in reverse as the hidden card, what goes around only will only come around if you start pushing the wheel, if that makes sense. So this goes back to the earlier initiative thing. You need to do things more. Sorry, friend. That's what the cards have to say to you. Okay. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Your deck is going to be a freaking pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. But I'm ready. <laughs> so the reason, I love the Cosmos deck while he's pulling it out and I'm putting these cards away because it is beautiful. It is 78 cards made by 78 different artists, um, and they all have to do with the star constellations. And it's like, it's a very beautiful spiritual deck that gives me a fucking headache every time I look at it. Um but it's always been the deck that when I have a very serious problem or I have a very serious question, I will go to that deck, and it's not been wrong yet. Um, you said it's okay to riffle this deck, right? You can riffle that deck. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Maybe that will make. Maybe that will show you who's boss. Hey, maybe. Because <laughs> just just something just told me you need you need to riffle. It's not. It, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't want to be gentle. It's not gentle with its yeah. readings at all either. Like, uh, my friend who recommended me that deck, because um, when I get a new deck, after I do the interview with the deck to figure out what's going to be used for, um, I try to use the deck for uh, a couple of weeks so that way I can have a better feel for it. And this was the deck that she recommended to me. And one day I was just doing my daily readings because I do them every day. Um, and so I took a picture of the cards and I was like, hey, I don't know what you're not listening to, but they're, now they're talking to me. And I came to do my reading today, so I'm just saying. 
but it was like her getting lectured about not doing the thing that she really wanted to do. And I was like, you should probably just do that thing. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm not quite too sure about it. And then, like, for two days after that, I kept getting readings for her. And I was like, I'm going to stop using this deck because <laughs> it's driving me nuts. I have to say, like, when, when we were talking about the quality of the cards, I mean, I can really feel this This deck is a really... It's a good deck. ...really good quality. Yeah. it's a, It's got gloss finish on both sides. The sides of the cards are sealed. Um, it is really easy to work together. Um, I have one that's very thick cardstock, but it's got like a really like matte finish on it. And I love that. But the problem is that when you go to like shuffle them, there's a drag. So you're like forcing them to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, move. All right. So what am I doing for you today? Um, I think ba basic five card spread. You want to do five? Question yeah. in mind? Anything? Um, I, I've been questioning a lot about my career path recently, like kind of. There's a lot of. Um, oh, you need a you need a nine card spread for that. Sorry. Nine card. Okay, we'll yeah. do, we'll do a nine then. Sorry, I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. No, You're I, not getting what you asked. No, because what happens is that when you do when you ask a question about a career, it's not just a question about should I be taking this job or should I be doing this thing, but it also affects your family and your well being and all this other stuff. So I always have to pull nine cards for it. Uh, so the first thing that we got is the magician in reverse. <sighs> Hold on, I gotta move this mic while I look at this. And now she leans over the cards and reads. Well, and this is something that I, I kind of do when I do when I do readings is I let I, I first and foremost let the cards kind of tell me tell me what's going on tell me the story just kind of looking at the looking at the images and kind of just drawing from it what it's uh, what it's trying to depict and then after that then I go into the book and uh, try to try to make heads or tails of it. I see a clock. I see a boat. You see lots of things. Um, the bottom <laughs> row here is going to be about your emotional well-being. This one's going to be about the physical. Um, I'm going to have to come back and check this one out. Um, the Magician in Reverse is an interesting one to pull uh, first because the magician is usually the person that's connected to everything, and he's been he's been around the block. He's seen everything. He's made friends. Usually his card has all the suit icons in it. Um, and he's a worldly person that people go to for advice. However, when it's inverse, it's a manipulation card. Um, and it means that this person who does know all these things is using it to their own benefit. So there's that. And then following that is the seven of air, which is actually the seven of swords. Um, a similar thing to, so th there's no bad cards, air quotes in tarot, but there are cards that when I see them, I go, fuck, um, <laughs> And the three, five, seven, and ten of swords are definitely cards that make me go, ugh. Um, so my thought on this is that somebody's told you something. Um, they've, they've sold you some kind of opportunity or some kind of idea, but it's not what it seems to you. Um, this information's definitely been manipulated with the intent to make you think that this is the thing that you should be doing. Um, whether or not you decide to do it, you can, but I would encourage you to actually do a lot more due diligence on that. I don't get an idea that this thing is bad, but the reason this person wants you to do it is bad. Um, actually, I want to read this bottom row first, because this has to do with your intuition and your emotional well-being. So, and the reason I say that is because on the very bottom here, the High Priestess card shows up. And High Priestess is all about being into... So, where 
it's interesting because where the magician is in tune with everything because he's physically seen it and he's done these things, the empress, or sorry, the high priestess is the flip side of the coin. She is aware and she is connected to the world because she is empathic. She is emotionally aware. She is in tune with everything. Just like when the, the waitress touched my shoulder and I knew she needed a hug, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. That's that person. That's this moment that's happening. Um, and what I'm seeing from this is that there's a sense that you feel like this is something that you should be doing. Um, and following this is actually going to be the eight of earth, which is the eight of pentacles. And this has to do with kind of planting the seeds to harvest at a later time. Whatever this thing that you want to do, you know, it's going to take time and you know, it's going to have to, you know, you're not just thinking about like what I need to do right now to maintain for my family. You're thinking your five-year plan down the road kind of thing. That's what that usually represents. And then following that is going to be the King of Fire, uh, also a very good card. I usually don't fuck with the King of Fire because obviously he's all about motivation and inspiration. He's obviously in charge of his realm and things like that. Um, but you are doing a lot of things knowing that it's the right thing to do because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to this stage. This is what you want to do. You want to be in charge of your world. And not only do you want to be in charge of your world and running things the way that you want to, but you also want to be seen as an inspiration to others. People should be able to look at you and know that this is the thing that anybody can do. So that's the into that's that one. This one's interesting. I th at first I thought this was something physical. I think this is social now, now that I'm looking at it. Um, the first thing I'm seeing here is the Six of Fire, which has to do with the Six of Wands, which I need to look up because I don't pull that card up very often. That, that usually happens with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought it was. Okay, um, this row is the row that's yelling at you. That's what's happening. Um, that's why the tone is different than these other ones because I was like, this one makes sense and that one makes sense. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, the thing that you want to do... You obviously you do want to do it and you do want to do it for the right reasons. But again, this is kind of going back to not rushing into it, uh, making sure that you're getting all your due diligence and all this other stuff. Um, because I hate saying this, the reason that you want to do the thing that you want to do, whatever this is that you're planning on doing, it's not going to end well if you do it for the reasons that you're thinking of right now. Um, this you this is something where you actually need to reassess you need to structure it you really need to look at all the nuances in it because the one thing i want you to notice is i'm not telling you to not do the thing mm -hmm. what i'm really telling you to do is that the reason that you think that you should be doing it right now is not right this might be because of miscommunication this might be misinformation that's been fed to you um there's nothing wrong with this career path however if you go into it with the expectations that you have right now you're going to lead um you're going to find yourself an unhappy place um because and the only reason I say that is because the justice in reverse usually is the bitterness card. Mm -hmm. um, things were done. You're going to pass judgment. You're going to be upset. Uh, usually the justice card also has to do with uh, making assumptions um, about things without all the information that's pertaining to it or it's making calls on things in an unfair way but for me this is a bitterness thing. You're looking back on the experience if you go through with the way that you are right now and it's going to make you really unhappy. Okay. So I have no idea what this thing that you're doing is, but <laughs> well, no, and 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 I think that's kind of one of those one of those things where it it may not be jumping out of me right now, mm -hmm. but it could be something that I I definitely find something here shortly, or it might be something that you know that is something that I'm looking looking into right now. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely dwell on those. The the hidden card that I pulled for you, um, and I pulled it just now because hmm. I needed to. Um, 
is the one of fire, which is also the the staff of wands. Um, staff the the ace of wands is uh, kind of interesting because not only is it like the core inspiration and the motivation card, it's also what a lot of us refer to as the dick card. Um, so a lot of fertility, a lot of uh, drive, a lot of urges going on there. Um, but whenever you decide to do this thing that you are going to do and make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row, it's going to make you happy. So you got that going on for you. Okay. Yeah, I always warn people about like that card. I'm like, just letting you know, are you, well, at, and, and are you that's, expecting babies because they're coming? <laughs> well, and, and that's that, that's a card that has popped up for me a lot. Um, one one of the things that I've I've always seen, especially in one of the decks that I that uh, that I have, <clears throat> whenever that card gets drawn for me, it's more like the the, the imagery that I see in it is a a gift or a wand or or something that's being handed from the deities from the gods mm -hmm. to use to manifest something. Yeah. I usually see it. It, it kind of depends on the reading. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, like the baby comment, like I've, I did a reading for one lady and I was like, are you expecting babies? And she like looked at me like that big eyed, like, Oh, and I was like, I'm just saying like, <laughs> if you didn't think you were, I think you are maybe go talk to a doctor. Um, and actually that's something that I want to bring up now that I said that, um, Caro deeply frowns on tarot card readers giving medical advice. <laughs> I, I really do. Uh, you know, don't don't tell people to go off their meds. Don't tell them what to medically do to fix themselves. Just tell them to go see a doctor. Like, hey, I think you should go to a doctor and just walk walk away at that point. It's a big pet peeve. I've met I've met tarot card readers who do that, and they told one person who had depression to go off their meds so they could think better, and that person passed away two weeks later. So oh, jeez. Yeah. So it's a it's a hard place in my heart. So mm -hmm. that that's when you meet the sword. Yeah. Oh, I have plenty now. I have mm -hmm. lots. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know with with the cards. I mean, we 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 kind of just did kind of like a, a tra traditional deck. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know there's are other types of, of divination cards, like uh, one that that I hear a lot of are oracle decks. Mm -hmm. um, what's the what's the difference? Structure really. Um, so the way the tarot was made was actually uh, established back in the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. uh, some very nice people got together and made a book where they talked about the tarot cards and all their symbolism and what all these different things mean, and um, and they also went ahead and talked about how you should read them. But with Oracle cards, it's kind of like I decided to make some cards and this is what they mean. So uh, Oracle cards are usually not going to have the same amount of cards that a tarot deck is going to have. Tarot deck is going to have 78 cards with 22 majors and 56 minors after that. Uh, a lot of Oracle cards that I have encountered are usually about 20 cards. And they're going to be themed for a certain thing. Uh, sometimes they are themed after the planets. Sometimes they're themed after stuff in the solar systems. But yeah, that's really the big major difference. Um, you know, they'll all have different themes. They will all be used for a different purpose. Um, one person I know has an Oracle deck that they use to, you know, for fun to solve unsolved murders. Like they'll pull out their cards and, you know, try and see if they can figure out who actually did it or things like that. Oh. Yeah. So, um, the only Oracle deck that I have actually re right now is the one that came with my Cosmos deck. And this one is, um, this one's named after the planets and some stars and other galaxy things, which I kind of appreciate. But again, it kind of still follows that very chaotic feeling mm -hmm. of, of this deck. Um, I don't really use Oracle decks very much just because, in my opinion, while they are very pretty, it really 
they don't really serve a, a big purpose for me. That's not to say that they don't serve a big purpose in general. There's one professional card reader I know that anytime he does a card reading, he always pulls the oracle cards out right after he does the initial reading. So it's just not not a thing that I connect with, but it is a thing. Okay. Awesome. I think you had one more question on there. Oh, there's yes. There's a common misconception that your tarot decks should always be gifts. Now, obviously, you just gave me a gift of a deck, but you have purchased plenty on your own. Do you know where this came from, and how would you scream at somebody about debunking it? Uh, you know, it probably came from the same people who did the only shuffle with your left hand thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, just like any other hobby or any other recreational activity, you're going to have people that want to apply rules and standards to it that aren't actually a thing. Um, now, if one person says that you should always shuffle with your left hand, you say, okay, thanks, and then you just continue to carry on with your, your good self. Um, but... N- it's always easy to tell when you're talking to somebody irrational because it's you can see it in their eyes that they're looking for something to have control over. And so uh, sometimes it comes in like little tiny ways where they want to have control over you by telling you how to do things. Why are you lowering your eyes for me? What's going on? I don't want you to see it in my eyes. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have asked to come back onto your podcast if I didn't want to hang out with you. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I have fans. You got friends. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot of the individuals who come up with rules like this are basically looking for a sense of control. And so like, I forgive them for that and I ignore them for it at the same time. And then if they push me for it, like I told you that you should always do it left hand. I was like, look, I could really look at you right now and tell you some things about you that you don't want to know. If you're ready to take that step, let me know. But otherwise leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yes. Yeah. People don't like to have their flaws pointed out. No, no, they don't. So, if you haven't already heard during our break, we are next Sunday going to be at the Ostara Market put on by Witchcrafted. Um, that's going to be at 12 o'clock noon. Starts there in Phoenix at the Grow House mm-hmm. um, Urban Agricultural Center. So, if you haven't seen any of our social posts about that, you might want to because we're going to give away a very limited special edition freebie. Yes. There's only only ten of a kind, and and we're keeping two of them. So there's only eight. There's only eight. There's only eight available. <laughs> available. So Math. you need to go and like see what that is and how to get that. Yes. Like tomorrow, or today, or like two days ago, or Saturday. Yeah. They can't do it two days ago. I didn't even know we had them to give out two days ago. Well, but you just, but you made the post the day that we're recording it. So. Oh, yeah, two days ago from the yeah, way, yeah, never yeah. mind. It's okay, if you, past you will catch up to future you, it's fine. I have that problem too. Can somebody <laughs> tell the universe never to do time change during Mercury retrograde? Yeah, can that not be a thing? Like, everybody's phone was different. <laughs> yeah. Mine said noon. Jarrah messaged me this morning, so why are we recording at one? And then... Carol's phone for some reason said two, so we're all just like, do our do, does the universe not want us to do this today? No, it's just pagan standard time. Yeah, yeah pagan yeah. standard time. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, for Patreon supporters, we want to thank Jessica for becoming a Patreon supporter. Yay! Yay! Thank you. And uh, Jarrah, where can they find information about you and stuffs? Uh, of course, there's uh, there's my Twitter at, at Jarrah Stone. 
and uh, Instagram, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore cosplay. Underscore, underscore, underscore. Don't, don't add those last underscores. But uh, yeah. yeah. And you can also see some pretty awesome pictures on there. I'm going to be posting in the next couple of days from the Disney trip. Underscore. Yes. So, Carol, I know you're going on a deep new adventure of uh, doing more stuff with your tarot cards on your YouTube's page. Where can they go to watch you on YouTube's? Uh, you can just go to Google and type in Carol Brown without the E at the end. Because if you type in the E, you'll get the city. And it's not very nice. So, without the E. <laughs> Um, but you can find that on YouTube. Uh, I post those. I'm trying to post those every Tuesday right now. Uh, on that channel, you're also going to find me talking about writing advice and getting drunk and talking about books I don't like. So if you would like to watch that, that is definitely a thing. Awesome. Yeah. If you would just want to talk to me, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, you can friend me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. If you mm -hmm. want to talk to me and you need a reaction right now, probably getting my Insta or my Discord Username is going to be a lot faster, but if you want that, just friend me on Facebook because I don't I don't have those numbers on me right now because it's like a number hashtag and a number number number. Ah. Got you. And your book has been published. Is out in the public world. Where can they buy that? Well, long story short, it got unpublished. <gasps> <laughs> it's story time. Uh, okay, so so Kara Brown has type A personality. I'm sure you guys could pick that up. Um, no. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so my book came out into the world, and it was out there for a good three months. And then while it was out for a good three months, I had, was talking to my publisher at the time. And I was like, hey, friend, about these things that we said that we were going to do involving my book, a.k.a. audiobook and things like that. Uh, when are we going to move forward with that? And it was just things just never lined up, right? Anytime I tried to talk to him, it was just never a good time. And so I finally sent, like, an official email saying, like, when are we doing these things? I have questions. Like, I need to go. Like, I have things I need to do. And so they ended up releasing me. And I was just like, okay, I deserve that. Um, <laughs> but I got picked up right uh, right away after that. Mm -hmm. And so they just finished uh, giving the book another quick edit because it, it did need a line editor. So they went in and did that. And it's coming out actually this month on the 23rd. And there's pre-orders out for that on Amazon right now. Nice. Does anybody notice that every time you're on, you're like right about to release this book? Do you like every time I come on here, like my life changes drastically afterwards. So like <laughs> I've just been kind of like quietly holding on to the chair, just kind of like <laughs> looking around like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? But that's that's the quick story time. But the really cool thing is that uh, so the book is coming out and then the audio book is coming out uh, or is going to production next month. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, do you know who's doing it? Yeah, I do. Uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa, I can't say her last name. I'm so bad with names. But her name is Lisa Gron, and she is fantastic. Like, I actually reached out to her. That was, like, the first thing I did when I got, like, set free from the publisher. I was just like, hi, I'm a big fan of your work. I like your audiobooks. I'd like to give you money in exchange for you reading my book out loud on a microphone, please. And she was like, <laughs> I'd like to. Thank you. And I was like, yay. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Yeah. And they were totally cool with you picking the artist. Yeah, they Fantastic. were. Fantastic. Yeah. No, it was all. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the place that's publishing me, a little, little conflict of interest is actually my workplace because um, when last time I saw you guys, I got picked up by a creative studio to be one of their workers. And now I'm the operations director because I'm really good at telling people what to do. Um, 
but so it's I, I was a little hesitant about letting them publish the book because like I said it's a conflict of interest it's my book it's with my company I'm kind of like Ugh. um but they let me pick the artist they were totally fine with that um they also let me work with the cover artist they've actually added in some interior art for this Ooh. time around so some of the chapters have art in them um they are doing they're doing a lot they're actually I forgot to tell you guys they're turning my book into a comic <gasps> nice yeah ah. yeah so they're they've already gone ahead and produced one chapter and we're going to finish producing i think like up to five chapters before we start releasing it to the public on mm-hmm. webtoons so yeah nice. yeah so i've been busy y'all <laughs> your book your book blew up from when you were going oh i might just self-publish it on our first round so yeah whoa yeah, and, uh, you know, big shout-out to your fans, too, because, like, some of your fans, like, reached out to me and it's like, hey, we bought your book, and uh, we lost into you on the podcast, and you seem you seem like a good person. And I'm like, oh, thanks, strangers. I don't know. You're, you're pretty cool, too. <laughs> awesome. Gotta so that's that. Carol Brown. Yes. And you can find her on the Instagrams. You can, you can find her book. Is it still Queen of Swords and Silence? Yes, it's still Queen of Swords and Silence. Ah. That's yes. the book's title, so yeah. it's coming out for pre-order now, and it'll be out next month? No, this month. It's this month. This month. Okay. 23rd. The 23rd. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, new art. Yay. New art. New everything. Yeah. No. It's, uh, it's been a ride. I'm like, I was telling my boss, like, I can't wait for this book to come out because I'm just going to, like, go to Fahiti. Like, I'm not really going to go to Fahiti. I'm just going to sit in my living room and, like, play Zelda or something. I don't know. But nice. I'm, it's like giving birth twice. It's it's rough. <laughs> to the same baby. Yeah. It's like we were only supposed to come out once. Like, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway, you can find me. <laughs> P.S. Placenta. Uh, <laughs> nice slide in there. Yeah. Oh. 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 Uh, okay, you can find me, Audible, <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find my blog at Autumn Ironwolf or Ironwolf Circle um, at WordPress.com, and you can find us, Millennial Pagan Podcast, woo, woo. on Facey Space and on Twitter and on Instagram. That Instagram is also sort of kind of my Instagram because yeah. I'm not going to have two. Sorry. Not also, sorry. one more big shout out since we've uh, since we recorded last time with Nama, she did have the baby. Yay! And Yay. big big welcome to the world, little one. Aww. Yes, welcome, baby Yoda. Yes. Well, he has been named. <clears throat> baby who was previously unpublicly named is now named. Yes. Um. So you can, if you're friends with her, you can go and figure that out. But since it is a uh, minor, I'm not gonna scream oh, yeah. his name to the rooftops. That's mm. that's rude. But big big congratulations, and Mama and Baby are doing just fine. Yes. Yay. Adorable little one. Yes. Yes. And so from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Merry Meet. Merry Part. And And Merry Meet again. Again.